Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. And today, we're talking about productivity with John Cox. John Cox, welcome back, brother. Good hey, to have great. you. It's great to be here today. Okay, John, um, we're going to start with you talking about uh, your accident. Are you open to, open to talking about that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so people, when they think accident, I think they're thinking something else. So talk about your accident. I think people are going to be surprised about some of the specifics. Well, about five years ago, uh, I was going through a midlife crisis, and so I bought a <laughs> Vespa scooter. And the idea was is that I only lived you know, a couple of miles from work, and uh, I've got several teenagers, and so we had more teenagers than cars in our house. And so I thought, I'm going to start driving my Vespa uh, to work on days when it is sunny and not raining and not freezing. So those are my two rules. It's got to be dry, and it's got to be warm. Which, and, in uh, Dallas, there's a lot of those. There's a lot out. of those. So, uh, so I have gone about five years without having had an accident. And uh, about a week ago, um, you know, I was driving just down a residential road. And they're doing a lot of construction, and so there was a lot of sand in the middle of the road. And so uh, I had noticed it going to, you know, over to an elder meeting, and I was coming back from the elder meeting, and I had this break at that intersection and had forgotten about the sand. And so my back tire slid out for me, and I went down, and my shoe came off, and I sprained my ankle. <laughs> and uh, literally, it's one of those things where we were like, I hope no one is watching now, because totally. I'm so embarrassed. I still remember when you drove that thing to the office the very first time, like universally, everyone goes, boy, I just did not see that coming. Like I, <laughs> you came to one up in your little Vespa. So kudos to you, man. You, you are your own man. And, uh, and I, I deeply appreciate that about you. So in addition to, um, exotic modes of transportation to the office, um, one of the things I've always known you to be is incredibly disciplined, uh, incredibly productive, and uh, just kind of on task and and focused. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. And, you know, my hunch, we were talking about this before we hit record, is that coming out of the pandemic, people probably aren't as focused as they were, you know, very scattered, probably a little more tired. And I, I, I feel this personally, um, productivity is just a little bit harder than it was um, in the past. So I'd done some hard work. It was kind of on autopilot. I you know knew how to prioritize things and get them done. And and I, I find it takes a little bit more work, a little bit more intentionality uh, now. And so uh, there's thousands of books, thousands of YouTube videos that people could watch. But I thought today, you know, John, you could just share a few thoughts around how to be productive, how to even kind of approach that, uh, just to help us get back in the rhythm uh, of being productive. Uh, you know, some of us aren't fighting crisis after crisis after crisis after crisis anymore. Now we get to actually, uh, you know, work against some of our, our major goals. And so uh, you've always done really great at this. Uh, you've taught me, you know, as long as I've known you, 15 plus years probably, uh, lots of things. And I'm sure we'll come out here. I may I may bring up some of the things that you've said uh, in the past. But just to start us, um, how do you even think about productivity? What is it? Kind of why does it matter? So why don't you take the first shot there? Well, you know, you're right. There's a lot that's been written about this from a lot of different perspectives. And, you know, one of my favorite is Tim Challies, yeah. who's written a book called Do More Better, which is just a biblical perspective on productivity. And he writes in the book, he says, productivity is effectively stewarding your gifts, talents, time, energy, and enthusiasm 
for the good of others and the glory of God. It's good. So I think it's just a lot about how do we be good stewards with the time and energy that God's given us. Yeah, I think that's right. So, uh, and, and this is, again, we, <clears throat> we're gonna approach this from a Christian point of view, not just how to get more done, be more self-actualized, uh, climb the ladder, make more money, those kinds of things. Um, for us as, as believers, especially for those of us who are in ministry, uh, we know, you know things like Ephesians 2, 10, there's works for us to do that were created before you know time began. And uh, I think about David um, in Acts 13, 36, that, yeah, it says about David after he died that you know, once he had fulfilled his purposes in his generation, then he passed away. And there's there's things for us to do uh, in this life, this very, very short life we have, and we can waste our time or we can steward it well and we can be uh, we can really be productive. So, uh, John, you you're uh, you're famous for framing everything up. You know, we ask you, uh, you know, the meaning of life or how to handle this, how to strategize this, and you always have, you know, somewhere between one and four points. So, uh, I know you. So, can you frame up all things productivity for us in no more than four points? Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> look. Let me just start by saying we don't have time to do everything. Yeah. And you know, one of my philosophies on life is is I want to be great at a few things. But you can't be great at a lot of things. And so it really is a matter of saying, hey, what do I want my life to be marked for? Yeah. And so for me, it's, it's really three things. One, um, I want to be a follower of Jesus. And I want to do that to the very best of my ability. Two, I want to be a great husband and father. And so, you know, as you and I have talked many times, you just don't have a lot of time with your kids. Mm-hmm. They, they grow up quick. And so I don't ever want to have regrets about that. And then the third thing is I want to be great uh, at what I do, what God's called me to do. And so um, those three things are what's important to me. And, you know, so much of productivity is trying to figure out what is important to you because you don't have time for everything, but you do have time for the most important things. That's right. So, okay. So number one then would be just kind of, you know, focus on what, uh, what really is important to you uh, would be the first way that you would kind of uh, frame things up. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right. Okay. Just trying to figure out, hey, of everything you can do, what really matters. Okay, that's good. So begin, kind of begin with the end of mind. Okay. Yes. What's, what's next as you think about this? Well, then I think, you know, once you identify those things, it's trying to figure out, uh, you know, I have been guilty in the past of having the 56 point plan <laughs> on how to get better at something or excel at something. Yes. And what I've realized over the last 20 years is, is I cannot do 56 things. Amen. And so it really has become a challenge of trying to say, what are the two or three things in each of these areas that will really move the needle, okay. that will make a difference. And so the way I've always framed that up is, is what are the two or three things that if you focus on, everything else will take care of itself? Okay. And alternately, if you neglect those two or three things, nothing else matters. And so for me, it's really trying to say in each of the areas of life, what are the two or three things that are going to make the biggest impact? Yeah, okay. And then focus on those. Okay, that's awesome. So those would be kind of like keystone habits would be another way to yes, talk about Yes, that'd those. be another way to talk about it. Okay, great. So, so what are the things I'm doing every so day? So for you, and I think it's just really instructive, is uh, start with um, you're not going to be able to accomplish a million things in life. What are the two, three, four most important? And then in that, if you're going to do one or two, three things against that key objective, what is that? And you and you focus on that. You Could you make a list? And it probably is helpful to have a list of 56 things you can do, um, but you probably can't be accountable and it probably is unrealistic and you're just going to wear yourself out if you try to do all. So what are the what are the one, two to three uh, things that if you do that, you know, you're running downhill with the wind to your back. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, once you once you can just get those in those in motion, then the other 53 
probably are going to start to show up. So uh, really, really good. Anything else just before we even talk about kind of tactics, how you even approach, um, you know, priorities and, and getting stuff done? Yeah. Well, so the way I'll think about it is, is in, what are the areas of life? What are the different roles I have? So I am a Christ follower. I'm a father. I'm a husband, right? I'm an, an employee. I'm a friend. And so in each of those categories, what is one or two things that I can focus on that will really help me excel? Yeah. That will, that will, you know, and so it's simple things. Like when I think about being a, a Christ follower, right? The things, if you want to know how I'm doing spiritually, just ask me how I am doing at scripture memory. Hmm. Like that for me, if I'm memorizing cons- uh, scripture consistently and I'm meditating on it, that makes a material change for me. And so if I want to follow Jesus, look, my problem is I forget. I forget quickly <laughs> about eternal things. <laughs> and so that is just a habit of focusing on what God said and what's eternal and what really matters. And if I do that, that begins to impact the rest of my day. I love it. What about um, relationships at home and also here at work? What are your kind of keystone habits around around those two? Well, here, here's one that um, I'm almost ashamed to admit. So one of my keystone habits for my relationships at home in terms of being a, a father and a husband is put my phone on the charger when I get home at night. That's great. Um, because if I don't, you know, I am someone who likes to read. And so I can kind of escape that way. And so I'll get home and it's it's the equivalent of the old newspaper that the father <laughs> would sit in the lazy boy chair and read. And, um, you know, you can convince yourself you're present, but you are not present. Yeah. I mean, you might physically be there, but um, you're not emotionally, you're not engaging. And so a keystone habit for me is if I can just put the phone down when I get home. Yeah. And um, because then I'm focused, uh, forced to pay attention to, you know, the people around me and I listen better and I'm not distracted. I love it. I so love it's a simple thing, but it reaps rewards if you can do it. Okay. So um, some things are coming back to me now. You used to uh, track like multiple habits. I, I still remember, you know, sitting next to you and you'd have this miniature spreadsheet in your, you know, in your notebook or something yeah. like that. And you were, you were just ticking off all these different things that you're trying to do uh, every day. Uh, I remember you're trying to kind of play blackout bingo and you try to, you know, you had, I don't know how many things were on that list. It was a lot. And you were Xing them out uh, every day to try to get basically as much coverage as possible. Do you still, do you still do that or have you simplified that down? Yes. Well, listen, I still do it. What's simplified down is the number of things I'm tracking. That's good. Yeah. And so now I use, uh, you know, James Clear actually just has a, a habit journal where you can only track 15 things. So, so you got to figure out what are the 15 most important. Okay. And, um, and so those are just daily habits that if I am doing those things, then I'm moving in the right direction. That's good. You know, and, good. The, and the crazy thing is, look, th- habits and productivity, they are a lot like working out. So, you know, I've worked out for a long time and what, um, you know, I've got two simple rules in working out, right? Rule number one is just show up. Rule number two is don't get hurt. And, <laughs> and now I find myself breaking rule number two, right? But what I have learned is when I get hurt and I can't go into the gym for two weeks or so, I will go back and the weights have all of a sudden gotten materially heavier. Amen. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And, uh, and the crazy thing is, is, you know, as much as there is a physical deterioration if you're not working out, spiritually, it's even faster. Yep. Like I can spend time with God in the morning and, and by noon, I am not resembling any kind of faithful believer. And so these are just 15 things that I am tracking, um, which if I'm consistent, 
um, they're making a material difference. Okay. I'm moving the needle in those areas. Yeah, I think they're, Jimmy, I pulled this off side just a little bit because that, those are more habits than they are yeah. around productivity, yeah. but they are uh, pretty intertwined. And uh, yes, working out, number two, don't get hurt. Um, I feel like we could do a podcast as we age. Oh my gosh. <laughs> on that one. How's your, how's your shoulder, by the way? My shoulder is great. The rest of me, you know, look, I am, I am feeling every bit of the 58 that I am. And the crazy thing is, you know, in your mind... I think I'm like 30, 35, yeah. but my body is telling me you are not 35. So John, John Cox, I don't know if we've talked about this before ever uh, on the podcast, but one year uh, we did a, a tournament and it was a kickball tournament, which actually was, that sounds um, pretty boring candidly saying that out loud. It was a ton of fun. I know yeah, people were, people were in it to win it. And it was, I don't know if it was the last game, it was the, it was definitely the end of uh, one of the games, you know, kind of epic made for TV moments. And <laughs> it was a kickball, kickball game with adults who were way past co-ed it. Co-ed kickball game with co-ed. no prizes. <laughs> and John, John comes barreling down third and slides, but not, not slide like you think. He slides head first. <laughs> And uh, and really messed your shoulder up. Yeah, yeah, uh, pretty yeah. Bad. Separated my shoulder and eventually had to get it operated on. <laughs> and I still, I still remember asking you, John. Like seriously though, was it worth it? And what's your answer now? I remember how you answered then. Oh yeah. Well, here's what I would say. It, now that I'm all better, it was absolutely worth it. You know, but um, I was standing on third base at the time, and I told you know one of our coworkers who was the third base coach, I said, I'm gonna dive, and he said, man It's York. not worth it. And I'm like, Oh yes, it is worth it. And, uh, you know, anything worth doing is worth overdoing. That's kind of a motto. Yeah, there's your book title, man. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That is that is you in a nutshell. Um, I could run or not. No, I'll dive head first. Uh, that is John Cox in one uh, one story. So, okay, John, let's talk about, you know, back to productivity. Uh, yeah. That's all me. Um, let's talk about tactics and just kind of tactics around uh, time. So uh, do you have some tips? Do you have some yeah. best practices? Yeah. yeah you, so, you know, some of the best thinkers out there talk about when they talk about the components of productivity, they talk about time, attention, and energy. And the extent that you're doing well in each of those three, then you're going to be more productive. Yeah. And so the tactics around time is really trying to separate what is the most important. So, uh, you know, every day, uh, when I get up, I've got just a little card that I plan where I'm trying to identify what are the three most important yeah. things for me to do today yeah. that if I get done, um, I will move the ball forward. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, once I've, first you got to identify them. And then second, you've got to prioritize them. So for me, that, that means essentially the sooner I get them done in the day, the less likely I am to get derailed. Yes. And so um, that has all kinds of you know, impacts. Like one of the things that we'll do is we'll try and schedule our meetings here at work in the afternoons, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of times that doesn't take uh, your best time. And so uh, if you can step back and figure out when are you the most productive, in fact, uh, Carrie Newhoff has a book that's about that called At Your Best, mm-hmm. you know, where he identifies parts of the day that you would say are green when yep. you're at your best, then yellow and then red. And so for most people, the green is in the morning. And so that's when I try to do the three most important things. And, um, you know, on a good day, I'll get all three done. On a less good day, I might get one or even none of them done. But it provides focus. Yeah, it's really good. It's good. I've, it's so funny. That is exactly what I've had to revert to uh, to go back there. I put it on Post-it note first thing in the morning, these three things. If I get these three things done, uh, it'll you know, I will have moved the needle significantly. And I could get 
30 things done. I could reply to 30 emails and um, reply to, you know, different things or people that need me to weigh in on things. But there's generally an inordinate value I can add if I do those three things. And as a leader, it really is, you know, your job to figure out those one, two, or three things um, that only you can do and that will inordinately move uh, the needle. And you have to do, you have to do that hard work. And, uh, and I, again, I'm finding that used to be very, very easy for me to do it. And now I have to be very, uh, very intentional uh, about it. So I, I think another thing too, John, I bet you do this is just put like some of those most important things that are going to take more than, you know, five, 10 minutes on the calendar. And so just that no one can schedule uh, anything over that. Or if you need some time just to think, you need some time to write, just put it on the calendar. Because otherwise, you know, all that time will eventually evaporate. People will pop in. Uh, you'll get drug into meetings, phone calls, uh, all those kinds of things. And so um, I hate that I have to do that, but that's just, if I don't schedule it, you know, it doesn't get done. Yeah. Uh, some of those uh, bigger projects. Yeah. And you know what? I think there's another part to that too. So part of it is, is protecting your mornings. Yeah. You know, so I try not to do a lot of early breakfast meetings, like, you know, not more than two a week. Um, because that's my best thinking time. That's good. The other thing is, is I will group my meetings, not just in the afternoons, but on certain days during the week. So for me, Tuesdays and Wednesdays are meeting days. And then that frees up Monday, Thursday, and Friday. It, those are get things done day. And those are also the time when, when I can really think about the most important problems or, you know, alternately uh, the best opportunities that are in front of Watermark. I love it. I think another thing is just to get everything out of your head. Um, you know, I, I've had to revert to this. Just write down all the things that need to get done. Uh, otherwise, you just keep re- trying to re-remember uh, all of those things. So it's just basic productivity 101. Um, and I think, you know, in um, getting things done, you know, Alan would talk about that, just kind of downloading everything uh, out of your head and just getting it down on paper so you don't have to burn mental energy thinking about that. And then you can decide, you know, where the, where those sit. Um and I think just to keep keep learning and keep experimenting, you know, making uh, I can I can get on a phone call during you know the afternoon or at two o'clock. And that's time that's a little bit more precious than the drive home. And so you know I can schedule that same call, especially if someone's in another time zone. It's a little bit easier and say, hey, could I could I call you at five thirty my time? And um, and and now I I didn't have to move in anything else um, around. Um, so keep learning, keep experimenting, yeah, keep trying. Can I add yeah, one thing please. to that too? Yeah. Another one is, is, listen, if you have young kids at home, a mistake that I made, and I am a slow learner, was I would have expectations of getting stuff done at night, <laughs> right? And so, you know, in my, in my ideal world, you know, I come home and it's 6 p.m. And, um, and my first, you know, my picture is this, I am the relief pitcher coming in. So I'm not coming home to relax. The game is not over. It's the seventh inning and they've just tapped the big righty to come in (laughs) and help out at home. But uh, I would be under the illusion that at eight o'clock when the kids were supposed to go down, then I could get productive. And you know, um, what would happen is, is it would never go according to that plan and I would always be frustrated. So I had to change my expectations at night to, I am not getting anything done after I leave the office. That's okay. Good. And then that way, you know, if it was a great night and I did get something done, it was all upside and I was happy. Yep. But my expectation was if it needed to get done, it needed to get done before I walked out yeah. of the church. Yeah. Anything else was bonus. Yes, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you don't have that mindset, expectations will kill you yeah. if you think you're going to get stuff done at night. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, then yeah. you get short with the kids <laughs> and you're like, why aren't you in bed and asleep already? And, um, you know, and, and because you've got something else on your mind. Yeah. Dad can tuck me in and pray with me and you 
snap at them. Yeah, not right. uh, not not great. You know, through the through the years, John, I've learned a lot from you just on time tactics and things like that. Uh, I, one, I don't know if you remember sharing this, but we were talking about how to get inertia on projects. How do you just like if you don't want to g- get going, but you know you have to? What are just you know some some mindsets? So this would fall under the hey, just keep experimenting, learning, and things like that. And you shared uh, a food analogy. Do you remember uh, no, what it was? Yeah, okay. I'm refresh my memory. So you go, it's you go, John. It's either salami or Swiss cheese. And I was like, man, I'm normally am tracking with you know food. Uh, food stories. I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, well, you can, you can take a task and you can slice it like salami. You can just take a little piece and you can just keep slicing it. And that, you know, rather than saying you're going to, you know, eat the whole salami, you just take a slice and it seems undaunting and you can get going. So that, yeah. and that's a good strategy. Or you say, you know, uh, you just drill in like a piece of Swiss cheese, you just drill in <clears throat> and it might not be the most strategic thing. Um, it might not be the sequentially the next thing, but at least you're, you're taking a little piece out of that total project. And both of those two things, um, were really really helpful and so it's just it you know again just being a learner just thinking but salami and swiss cheese are a great you know like when i get stuck uh, i actually will sometimes think yeah, about that i remember those yeah now we'll yeah. go salami or swiss cheese on that so just keep thinking um attention is something that is you know uh, everybody's attention is, is fragmented um it's hard to come by we have to be disciplined about that that can wreck productivity so what are your thoughts on just kind of um keeping attention, being focused, all those yeah. kinds of things. Yeah, well, a couple of things. One is I have turned off all the notifications on my phone. Truly, all yeah, of them. all of them. You and win. I don't get, uh, I don't, you know, the little red circle that tells you how many unread emails, those are all off. That's amazing. So, um, you know, it's, it's one of those kinds of things where uh, nothing is perfect, but I would rather have the problems of not being notified than the problems that come with all those notifications because they're just distracting to me. Absolutely. And um, so that's something that I've done. Um, you know, I can get uh, distracted by, you know, I used to pride myself on not watching a lot of TV. Like we keep the TV in the attic at our house, kind of the, this little, we've got a little third floor attic and it takes some serious effort to get up there. <laughs> and so, you know, you just tend to watch it less. You make it harder to go it. watch and um, and that's really helped. But what has replaced it is surfing the internet. Yeah. And um, and so now I've had to take steps that, okay, how do I make myself aware of just how much time, you know, um, I'm wasting in that. And what I would say is, is the easiest way to get more time is stop doing stuff that's just not productive and not helpful. Yeah. And, um, and so much of that is I could tell you so many things about current news events yeah. that just do not matter. Yep. And, uh, you know, and I, and I realize that every time I go on vacation and don't do that for a week and I come back and I've, I have not missed anything. Yeah. And so um, that's just something where uh, I have to put guardrails in place because left to myself, I'm not disciplined enough not to do that. I love it. It was really, really, really good. I can't believe you have all the notifications turned off. Not surprised, um, but people say that and then you press them and they don't, they don't really have them all off. So well, well done. I think another one is, you know, the term, uh, leisure, if you've ever heard of that, it's where we're both, uh, working and we're relaxing at the same time. And since we're doing both, we're doing neither uh, of them and we need to decide which one we're doing. And yeah. a lot of times we will, you know, just kind of, um, give half attention to one or uh, the other of those. And so for you putting the cell phone down, no laptop, you're, you're all there. Uh, and then conversely, when you're, you know, in work mode, you can be all there and you can be focused. Another one is just, 
getting back on track after distractions. And so, I, I, you know, there's some studies, John, you're probably the one that shared them with me, honestly, um, about how long it takes people to get back on track once they are uh, distracted. So the phone rings, someone pops in, you know, something, uh, something happens, you were, you know, in work mode, you were in flow, you got distracted. How long does it take you to go right back to it? And that, boy, that is a muscle that, that can uh, be developed, but it doesn't happen uh, accidentally. And it takes us a lot longer because then that's when we're going to check email. Uh, now we're going to, you know, golly, just how hot we're in Dallas right now. Just how hot is it out there? You know, yeah. and you check there and, uh, you know, your social media and, and you could have thirsty lot. and needs something to drink. <laughs> and, yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, and so if you can, you know, my, my metaphor is almost like, you know, when you're swimming or if you're, if you're uh, snorkeling, just taking a deep breath and going right back into it, you yeah. know? And, um, and so when I get distracted, um, and I'm in the middle of something, I'm not going to check any of those. <gasps> Take a breath, and boom, I'm right back in it. Otherwise, I can I can lose 20 minutes. I have no idea uh, what happened. So yeah. uh, whatever you know, there's it is. A, there's a little app. There's a few apps along the way. This one I've just started using. It's called Bento yeah. or My Bento. But what it is is it, it forces you to just focus on, hey, what are three priorities, a big one, a medium one, and a small one in terms of time? And, um, you know, then you, you identify them, and once you, you hit a little timer and it plays music, and you can focus on it, and so That's that great. really helps me to I stay to stay you know engaged because I know you know sooner or later the timer's going to go off, and um, I almost lose a sense of time when I'm doing that. So interesting, it, just little things like that can be very helpful. Yeah, um, if you you know if you'll just apply them. I love it. I um, there's a there's an app I think it's probably a, there's probably a channel on Spotify as well called Coffeeativity, and it's uh, just it's as if you were in a coffee shop. And so I, I will put my, you know, uh, ear pods in, turn that on, makes me feel like I'm in a coffee shop and I can't hear anything else that's going yeah. on. And, uh, and I do, I, I stay much, much more focused. So yeah, whatever that is, uh, we didn't even talk about, you know, uh, task management softwares. There's, you can go down the rabbit hole, just pick the one that works uh, for you and stick yeah. with it and keep, you know, uh, keep refining it. Um, but, but don't spend, don't spend 50 hours yeah. uh, doing that. Find one that works for you. Right. Yeah. And here, listen, here's a couple of good books if you want to get more. So Tim Challies, that's where I would start. Do more better. That's a terrific book. There is a book um, called The Productivity Project by Chris Bailey, where, uh, you know, right out of college, he spent a whole year doing productivity experiments yeah. on himself. Yeah. And then he wrote a book about it. And it's incredibly insightful for a guy who may be like 24. Yeah. Um, really terrific. And so he's got a website. It's called A Life of Productivity. Um, but just go there. And, you know, he's got an article called 10 Things I Learned by Doing a Year of Productivity Experiments. Yeah. Or 100 Things I Learned in the Last Year. Um, and, you know, productivity, there is no magic silver bullet um, that will change everything. But there are lots of small tactics that, if you consistently do, will make a material difference. Yeah, I love it. Okay. Yeah. So, John, we led with, you know, productivity is stewarding your gifts, talent, time, and energy yeah. and, and enthusiasm, which is, uh, that's actually really, uh, that's great. I wouldn't see that in many productivity, um, you know, kind of uh, discussions or even uh, definitions. Uh, one I know that you pay a lot of attention to is energy. So let's close with that. Just thoughts on energy. Um, how you think about that, how you preserve it, um, manage it, those types of things. Well, then when the experts talk about this, when they talk about energy, they're talking about three things, you know, eating, sleeping, and exercising. And uh, let's just start with sleep. It is very hard to be godly 
when you are tired. Amen. Okay. So let's just start there. So, you know, a lot of, for a lot of you listening, the most productive thing you can do today is go home and get enough sleep. Yeah. And um, one thing that's true for me is as I have gotten older, it is harder for me to sleep. Um, once I wake up in the middle of the night, I, largely I am up. Yeah. And so that has forced me to have to go to bed earlier so that if and when I do wake up, you know, it's less catastrophic <laughs> to me in the following day. But um, but it really starts with, you know, having good sleep habits. Yeah. So, you know, not eating, not drinking caffeine, you know, several hours before bedtime, not looking at screens, getting to bed at an early hour, um, and being consistent. Yeah. You know, so making sure you have a set bedtime. Um, but sleep is one of those things where um, it's just hard to be godly if you are tired. Yeah, that's right. And you get, again, you have more energy for the most important things, uh, which is a leader is where you should be spending your time and yeah. not, you know, knocking out endless to-do list. That's, that's not, that's not what a leader does. Yeah, this, more is not better. Yeah, that's it. Right? That's probably better, better yeah. said. So, you know, a second thing under that energy category is um, just making sure you're drinking more water. And so You're, you've been on a kick. I've been on a kick, you know, and so I've got this little app. It's called Waterminder, right? And so you plug in your age and your, uh, you know, your weight and then how old you are. And then the last thing is, is just, uh, well, I guess how old you are. And the, yeah. yeah. So you plug in, you know, your, your age and your activity level, and it will tell you how much water you should be drinking. And what it really does is it creates a game, you know, like a game of, am I drinking enough water? And, um, and that's made a big difference for me. And, you know, I, John, you know I come from a military family. And in the military, one of the things that is, you know, one of the big priorities is stay hydrated. Yeah. Because when you are dehydrated, it leads to being tired. Yeah, that's exactly And right. so, um, you know, if you're well hydrated, you, you'll tend to be less hired. So that's, that's another, that's a second key. You know, a third one is just to drink uh, caffeine strategically, not habitually. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Chris Bailey in his book, The Productivity Project, he says, drinking caffeine is borrowing energy from later in the day. Yeah. And then he goes on to say, and drinking alcohol is borrowing energy from tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so uh, both of those are just are, are really helpful. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, you know, making that a part of just saying, okay, am I getting enough water? Am I, am I drinking caffeine um, strategically yeah. um, so that it's helping me? And then, uh, you know, obviously just making sure that you're eating well. Yeah. And so uh, I understand that, you know, it's it's not everybody has got to be a super clean eater, but what are one or two things you can do to eat better? Yep. And then just implementing those. I love it. I love it. Well, John, um, it's really good. And again, the, the hope here is that uh, this just acts as a reset. Uh, my hunch is that most of you have probably all the things that you know you should do uh, already. And uh, we just wanted to give you a little time and space to Again, just think about this, kind of put your, your mind on the mental treadmill and go, what are my next one or two uh, steps? How do I think about prioritizing? How do I think about uh, kind of keystone habits and um, scheduling and not being distracted uh, so that uh, we can do the things that matter? So, John, any other uh, final thoughts as we, as we go? Well, you've heard me recommend a couple of books along the way. You know, I think a couple of others that I would add is Atomic Habits by yeah. James Clear. That's a yeah. terrific book. I think Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is yeah. terrific. And so, you know, um, all truth is God's truth. And so some of these people are, are believers and right from that perspective, some are not. Um, that's okay because all truth is God's truth. And look, if you can just find one idea and apply it consistently mm -hmm. and that helps you move the needle, it's worth it. It's good. So good. Well, brother, you are you're a blessing to this church. Um, your productivity, your kind of discipline, you know, that's the thing that 
people just don't know uh, just how much of a disciplined animal uh, that you are. I mean, you're like in a, in a league of your own and our church is better uh, because of that. And so brother, I just want to uh, thank you uh, for the ways you've used your gifts here, the ways you've modeled uh, all of this that you talked about. None of this was uh, theoretical uh, for you. I, you know, I experience daily um, the, the benefits of, you know, your discipline. So thank you for yeah. uh, thinking well about that and using uh, your gifts here. And, and John, there is one, one final thing I want to say, yep. and that is, is, you know, if you look at John 15, 5, uh, Jesus makes it very clear that, you know, he is the vine and we are the branches. And if we remain in him and he remains in us, we will bear much fruit. Yep. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So I think it, productivity all starts with that. And then it's really about understanding that it is God who is accomplishing the work, yeah. right? Yeah. And, sure. you know, he's using us, but he could use somebody else and to not take ourselves that seriously. And, you know, it says in Ecclesiastes 1.11, there is no remembrance of men of old, and even those who are yet to come will not be remembered by those who follow. And so, you know, for some of you, uh, you know, probably the best thing you take away from this podcast is, is you know, God is going to accomplish what he's going to accomplish and he's using you, but he could use somebody else just you're, as well. You're not that big of a deal. That's right. That's really, really, you quote that verse all the time. And uh, it blesses me every time that you do. And so, friends, wherever you are, um, if you will be disciplined, if you'll be thoughtful about priorities, you uh, you can, you know, make an impact. You can be faithful uh, where you are. And and I love, I'll close with this, John 17, 4, Jesus said that, uh, I brought you glory, he's talking to the Father, I brought you glory on earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. And so wherever you are, uh, whoever you are, uh, whatever gifts you have, God has work for you to finish. And you bring him glory by doing that. And that's what that's what all of this is. It's not about self-actualization. Uh, but we can have more fun and more joy doing this. We can have relationships that matter. But ultimately, it's about bringing glory to God. And so, friends, I hope that uh, this will give you an idea or two. And uh, as always, if we can help you, if we can answer any questions, uh, if you have any ideas for future episodes, we can be reached at clp at watermark.org, clp at watermark.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.